0: Thanks everybody for joining. Uh, my name is Owen Higgins. I am your host, as always. Uh, this is the 41st episode of Flashpoint, and today we are talking about uh, the writer Jesse Single. Um, the uh, you know kind of impetus for this is M.K. Anderson's uh, "Single in the Noise" article uh, for Protein Magazine. Uh but you know, it's it's a pretty uh a detailed critique I think of who Jesse Single is and how his work has been uh, used by anti trans uh, agitators and and actors over the over the past uh you know, I'd say at least at least four four years here. Um since his notorious 2018 Atlantic article. Uh, Pretty pretty error-ridden, but, um, you know, this article about trans kids has been used to attack uh, trans activists and trans rights, uh, not only, you know, by uh, singles kind of, you know, Twitter troll allies, but also by a number of um, people in uh you know positions of power and so I think that's why this uh this essay was so important just to kind of break it down so it's called uh, single in the noise and it starts with uh Texas governor uh Greg Greg Abbott February 22nd uh the anti-trans uh directive and then just kind of goes uh from there kind of you know, building out where all of this stuff comes from um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, determining from there, like, you know, who, um, who Single is and, you know, what he, um, what, you know, what he's really all about and, and how, you know, his work has been uh, used and, and how he kind of um, treats his critics and how he uh, treats people who, you know, who challenge uh, his assumptions and what he says. You know, I I think that this is an important article because it really just details uh, the way that he behaves both, you know, online and with his work. So kind of with that, uh, MK, if you want to unmute yourself and kind of introduce yourself.
1: Hello, uh, I'm MK Anderson. I wrote the article uh, and... Let's see. I've written. I've written several articles. I also do uh, YouTube. I do fiction. I do a lot of things. Uh, I'm non-binary. I'm from Texas.
0: Uh, before we get into single and his his behavior, um, you know, I think it's important to kind of talk about the you know the broader context. And you know, yeah, you are from Texas. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like? Um, to be in Texas while this stuff is going on, while this, well, I mean, this is kind of an unprecedented, you know, last couple of months, like things have really, really ramped up. Um, and can you kind of like set the table for us and kind of explain what that is like and, and, and how, you know, how that context is kind of informing uh, how, how you're approaching this?
1: Sure. God, uh, it's been kind of rough. It's been a rough couple months to be um, a trans person. I think uh, let's see, I think late February, uh, let's see, Ken Paxton, who's the attorney general here, he released a legal opinion that said that trans care for minors was essentially uh, physical abuse or sexual abuse, either one of those, and needed to be investigated as such. And so from there, Greg Abbott released a um, directive to the Department of Family and Protective Services that said that they needed to investigate it as if it was physical or sexual abuse, although they've later clarified that they don't have to, like, um, gather any documentation related to that because they don't want to get sued later. So they're just doing this really in a way that 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 makes... Um, it is difficult as possible to, to sue them or get children back, which is um, really something. Uh,
0: you, mean, you mean that they'll take people's children from them?
1: Yeah, they'll take... Oh, yeah. They're, they're directed to, to treat it um, as if it's assumed to be abuse. Like, it's not even like, well, they're, tr- they're saying they're trans, so you need to investigate it. No, the fact that the kids are saying they're trans... And the fact that they might be getting any kind of gender affirming care, which depending on on their age, like age appropriate gender affirming care for, you know, a six year old is just letting them use the pronouns they want and the name they want. Like anything, including that is automatically physical and sexual abuse, like on that level and must be investigated as such must be, um, I won't say documented as such because they're not documenting any of this and the kids have to be taken from their home as if it's imminent physical danger, like that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty intense, uh, situation and, and it is, I think what a lot of people who, you know, have been, have been critical of this anti-trans movement have been warning about for a long time is that, Absolutely. you know, like, this is, this was always what was going to happen. This was always kind of the end game. Um, and now we're seeing it in, kind of, and, and not only, you know, in Texas, there's, um, there's, I think there's a lot in like Missouri now, which, which uh, bans transitioning up until 21. Um, and I, I,
1: I th- I'm not sure if they voted on it yet, but they're, but they're definitely discussing it. There's definitely a bill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's there. Like people are talking. Yeah it's 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 being discussed um in Florida i think you can't even like socially transition now uh yeah
1: and that was that's i think you guys talked about that with, with uh g the other yeah, day
0: yeah 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 i did talk yeah i did talk with Jeet about that um and 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 we can get into you know to that aspect of it um a little bit later but uh you know just to kind of, just to kind of get to like the meat of what we're talking about here um and i think that yeah. I'm just gonna kind of uh, read here from your article because I think that I think that this is a really good way to set it up the initial groundwork of this maneuver this is the uh, this is the Texas uh, uh, bill here or uh, directive was laid by fringe narratives from quote trans exclusionary radical feminists close quote turfs and the far right but in their campaign to mainstream the ideology that backs trans hatreds uh, trans hatred those bigots have not been entirely alone they've been able to count on the help conscious of not Conscious or not, of popular liberal-minded writers, among them a cisgender self-appointed expert on all things trans, Jesse Single. Behind a veneer of empathy and concern, Single has supplied anti-trans narratives that the right has found appealing. Single would insist that he is not personally transphobic. Nevertheless, his writings on the subject have contributed to the wave of transphobia that is already beginning to have concrete ramifications for policy, endangering the well-being and the lives of trans people. So we can get into whether or not uh, he is personally transphobic. I think we uh, we actually agree. On whether or not he is but um uh can so can you kind of explain like how like like how do we get from the point of uh jesse single you know writing um some kind of uh you know i'm just asking questions article right for the atlantic uh to the point to the place that we're at now where where we see uh you know abbott and paxton in texas we see you know this legislator in missouri we see lawmakers in florida and and also in in in, i think like 21 states around the country at least um can, can you kind of explain like how we get there from here um like 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 how do we get there from like 2018 you know these uh these kind of just kind of winking asking questions articles to to this current kind of nightmare situation
1: sure um i think it's important to sort of keep in mind that uh Fascism, and I think there is at least a bubbling undercurrent of fascism in this country, and I'm not saying all Republicans are fascist. I'm saying there's definitely a large Republican or right wing contingent of fascists, and they need sort of a a constant war that's sort of a characteristic of fascists. And if they don't have enough sort of cultural power, to have like a, a a war war, I think they pick a culture war. They're they're constantly under threat. They're constantly looking for the next enemy to go after. And I think after they lost pretty decisively on on gay marriage, they started looking for a different um target and. I think trans people just sort of ended up making sense for them. I mean, we already had a a certain center right, which is what I uh, classify uh, Jesse single contingent of people who were talking about these issues in a very concerned way. But I think also there have been online hate groups who have for years sort of stalked pe- trans people, doxxed trans people, did sort of libs of TikTok type work, but on like message boards um, and, and sometimes way worse than libs of TikTok. So I think, you know, trans people, we're, we're, we're a fraction of the population. We're like one to two percent of the population. We're not like uh, the broader gay community which i I think is five ten percent of the population like you're getting into numbers where it's it's pretty hard to um like the average person wouldn't necessarily know a trans person but almost everybody's going to know a gay person and it's it's really hard to like sustain an attack against you know people's kids if you know and their cousins and all that but a trans person like we're we're a pretty good enemy
0: yeah and there's and there seems to be like this kind of panic idea right around uh, mm-hmm. around like the, like the, the grooming stuff um uh, this this is like kind of the latest line of attack and it has kind of like bled into homophobia and homophobic attacks and attacks mm-hmm. on gay people and because that's you know ultimately like where this stuff comes from um I saw a really uh Uh, a pretty on-point post from somebody the other day talking about how, you know, they grew up in a religious, like, conservative religious community, and, you know, the idea there is that, like, nobody is born gay, everybody is born straight, and the only way that people become gay, according to, you know, this belief system, is if they are groomed and taken advantage of by, by, you know, older people, which then, you know, kind of goes into their ideas around uh, evil and good, and, like, you know, we don't need to get into all of that, but this attack now is being deployed against, you know, teachers and other people, uh, in authority over children specifically, um, and, and kind of approaching, uh, gender identity as if, uh, you know, it's an example of something where people are being groomed to do. And there's, there's like this kind of like religious feel to it. Right. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would say it's, it's quasi religious, um, in nature. I think it's definitely, um, I would call it Christo-fascist. Um, that's, that's sort of the term. Like, I'm personally Christian and, and, and Christian socialist, and we talk about uh, Christo-fascism a lot as, as this sort of prevalent evangelical um, nationalism. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely a religious aspect to it. Um
0: yeah. And and but but it's not even like like you're saying it's not exclusively religious. Uh you know, Single and his uh podcast co host Katie Herzog regularly, you know, really like like their main focus and has been for a long time to kind of attack trans people has been to go after uh children transitioning. I mean, this is what that twenty eighteen article of The Atlantic was all about. Um, do you think that this is kind of like a like a cynical attempt to do to, to kind of, you know, make the attack in at, at the point where people are kind of maybe would feel like most vulnerable? Or do you think that it's just kind of like been this natural evolution?
1: Uh, it's hard for me to know with with somebody like single for I, I, I understand single less than I understand fascism personally. Um, I don't know if it's like a sincere concern for children. I don't I don't really think so. Um, there, there are certain ways he goes about um, changing the conversation sort of to himself when it could be productive. That makes me think, well, maybe his concern is um, not sincere. Um, but I think sort of mechanistically sort of the function of things like taking out personal intent, looking at, at the sort of aggregate movement of, of how... This this current wave of transphobia has come about. Yeah, it's it's sort of natural to to go after children first because they're most vulnerable, and second because it's really easy to get people pumped up about you know these these predators are coming after your children. They're going to trans your children. Um, like Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, is is um, has whole chapters on like YouTube trans guys who are just sort of living their life and being happy and how they're seducing our daughters um, yeah it's it's just sort of a natural way to get everybody on board with the transphobia and from there it's easy to radicalize people that's part of why transphobia has been such a strategy right now is because it's a successful radicalization strategy
0: yeah, we're certainly seeing like a lot of crossover between, and also like crossover between like, you know, transphobia and anti-vaxxers and and the far right. Like it is this kind oh, yeah. of like swirling uh, uh, like whirlpool of, of just hate that is just a- always kind of ending up like on the far right. This kind of, you know, extremism further yeah. and further and further to the right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so can we talk a little bit about um, about. Dr. Kenneth Zucker. So you write about uh, him a little bit. In 2016, uh, single rights for The Cut, which is one of the New York Magazine uh, verticals, um, you know, uh, uses uh, reports sympathetically on the firing of Zucker, uh, who who you describe as a, quote, disgraced sex researcher and clinician who specializes in gender dysphoria uh, in children, close quote. You then say that it was closed in 2015, um, uh, for uh, quote providing services that ran contrary to current standards of care, uh, specifically they found he was providing interventional therapeutic s- services to dysphoric children, punishing or pushing them to conform to the gender they were assigned at birth. Close quote. Um, can you just kind of like talk a little bit more about Zucker and then, uh, and then kind of how he ties, uh, to single and singles ideology here?
1: Sure. Um, so Kenneth Sucker would dispute he was providing um, conversion therapy, although he very much was. Um, the thing about conversion therapy is like just a term. Is there is no therapy called conversion therapy because it's sort of alternative medicine. It's it's sort of an umbrella term for interventional therapies that have you know no clinical backing, like no no evidence for them. And which have, like, it's practiced differently in almost every clinic. Um, historically, it has involved sometimes physical and sexual abuse, like corrective sexual abuse. Dr. Zucker was not accused of that. He was accused of if a child was under a certain age, um, he... um according to to like journalism that was contemporary um which which he cooperated with he would take a child who was gender nonconforming, and say if if it was a child who was assigned male at birth and wanted to be a girl expressed a want to be a girl they would take away all of that child's toys they would forbid that child from hanging out with girls. They would punish that child um, sort of uh, the way you would, you know, a a kid who hit another kid um, with like timeouts and stuff for, for using the wrong pronouns, like stuff like that, that is conversion therapy. And that's not appropriate. (laughs) Um, It has no, evidence behind it, that it works. And there's a lot of evidence that therapies like that lead to worse outcomes, lead to, you know, mental illness, suicidal ideation, stuff like that. Um, so because he was providing those therapies and because the emerging therapies, there were, there were a couple of different ideas of how we should treat trans children, but, but both of them the, of the main strains, the Dutch model and, and the American model, um, said that that you should basically just let the child explore in in a non judgmental environment. So his clinic was shut down. There were also allegations of abuse from patients, which after a investigation, um, some of those allegations were not sustained for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Like Just because a government um, entity says that a person who makes an accusation that their, that their claim was not founded, that doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I don't know what happened there. So that, that, that's just, you know, not something I know. What I do know is he was providing conversion therapy. And for that reason, the clinic was closed.
0: But as you say, uh, you say single seems intent on rehabilitating uh, Zucker's reputation. So can you talk about yeah. a little bit how, how that how that kind of comes about?
1: Yeah, he he did an article um, on uh, in 2016 called "How the Fight Over Transgender Kids Got a Leading Sex Researcher Fired," and. In that article, he kind of he kind of doesn't really present any description of the therapy that um, Dr. Zucker did provide. Um, all he does is he's kind of sarcastic about uh, people celebrating the closure of this clinic. And he, he kind of frames it as, as a witch hunt. Um, he kind of soft-sells what what Zucker actually does. Um, and, and I think it's because if he did share with everybody um, a description of the therapy, a lot of people would go, well, I don't know if I agree with that. But if you just kind of mumble about it, <laughs> um, people will and tell them that, that there's a witch hunt people will just sort of assume there was a witch hunt. Um,
0: Yeah. And you say that you're comfortable uh, calling the framing uh, dishonest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like here's, um, let me pull up a quote from Dr. Zucker and he wrote this way back in the 1990s, but he's written stuff that sort of seems to agree with it more recently so I don't I don't think he's changed his point of view. Here's the quote. Um, At least two goals, elimination of peer ostracism in childhood and the prevention of transsexualism in adulthood are so obviously clinically valid and consistent with the medical ethics of our time that either by itself would constitute sufficient justification for therapeutic intervention. The primary goal of Avoiding adult homosexuality is considerably more problematic, especially if this is attempted for religious rather than clinical reasons. Um, that's preventing <laughs> preventing trans people. Like, therapy with the goal of preventing the existence of trans people isn't um, a valid clinical goal. It's just not. You can't prevent trans people any more than you can prevent gay people any more than you can prevent, you know, black people in therapy. Like, that's not <laughs> it's you can't prevent minorities from happening in therapy. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm and... a little upset about no, that. No, no, no.
0: That's fine. That's fine. So um, you know Single has kind of continued to push this line um and and as you say like this is like pretty fundamentally dishonest um and and what i think is interesting is that then you you know you detail uh his behavior whenever he is called out for this stuff right so mm-hmm. um as as you know as in in case any of the uh you know listeners don't know um uh, singles work is often dishonest um uh incorrect uh, you know, has, uh, you know, takes a lot of liberties. Um, it's, it's a, of incredibly ideological and it's really just like based on the idea that, uh, it's, you know, he's just an anti-trans attack dog most of the time, or at least that's the way that it seems to me. Um, and so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna quote from your article here because I think this is just a really great way of, of, of laying it out and then we can talk about it on the other side. But you say, so, uh, This is the pattern of behavior. Uh, So, quote, first he is critiqued by trans people or allies. He misrepresents their positions to incite backlash online or simply screenshots or, quote, tweets them to direct harassment their way. Uh, Trans writer Emily Vanderwerf said that her experience with being misrepresented and harassed included death threats, rape threats, invitations to commit suicide and constant misgendering. Single contacts critics threatening to sue. He contacts their employers. He sends them abusive emails. When someone reports a fact about him that he finds unflattering or releases a critique he doesn't like, he frivolously threatens to sue and demands publications issue corrections, then howls about not getting them on Twitter. At this point, it's a little bit of a joke on trans Twitter that every trans writer academic, no matter how minor, is eventually subject to a single meltdown and volley of threats. Um, And yeah, like, you know, I I think anybody who is familiar with this guy is very familiar with his uh, bullying tactics and his behavior. but the one thing i will say uh you know as as somebody who you know is is not trans just you know a critic of of single and uh i have come under you know some fire from him but you know nothing to to the extent that uh that his trans critics do but um that he uh it, his his behavior is not the behavior of somebody who is confident in their position for their position's sake um there's a lot of deflection and anger and attacks. Would you would you would you say that that's accurate in your experience?
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like I, uh, I think I even had an exchange with him myself at one point. Um, it's just no matter what tone any of his critics take with him, I think uh, Andrea Long Chu. I, I hope I'm not misremembering her name. She wrote a pretty measured article about him and he just he was nasty about it he was really nasty about it and it sounds like I'm just complaining about how he treats his critics because you know I I object to mistreatment and that is part of it but a big part of it is I think the fact that this is a debate about the welfare of trans children and I guess now all trans people, now that they're targeting trans adults with legislation, this is a talk about the welfare of of kids. And the fact that no matter how politely you disagree with him, as especially a trans woman, he is attacking people. It changes the topic of the conversation from trans people to the conduct of Jesse Single. And that is we deserve so much better than that. We deserve so much better than, than this person making it about themselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and the, you know, the ramifications of his work are um, so, so, you know, so while he's having, you know, these, these little fights with people online and abusing them and, and, you know, trying to get them fired and, and doing all, all, you know, all manner of, of you know uh, misbehavior and bullying um, that like the reality is that his work is being cited and used uh, by figures on the right wing, both in media uh, and legislatively uh, you, yep. know, you you so you note National review, uh, Ben Shapiro, the American conservatives uh, Rod Dreher, uh the Federalist um, you know then these are all uh, I mean I don't think I need to tell anybody listening but obviously not friendly. Uh, to to uh, trans people and trans issues, um, you th- you say you can think of half a dozen thinkers in the same vein. Uh, you you know you give for example Glenn Greenwald, Katie Herzog, Barry Weiss, Abigail Schreier. Um, and yeah, I think this is all kind of part of this uh, kind of anti-trans collective uh, that has been building for a while. But you know there's like so there's one thing when it's the media and and you know uh, over over the years uh, this has kind of Built into this critical mass of messaging, and now we're starting to see it legislatively. And I know that we kind of introduced the show by talking about this, but I want to talk about it a little bit more, um, just to talk about how you know you can kind of really uh, uh, kind of draw a line uh, between the work uh, that these people are doing and the way that uh, th- that uh, you know these the trans people are being treated. Uh, in in the in the quote unquote real world, um, and this is uh, this is I, I haven't I haven't put this out yet, but I, I'm just going to read from it because um, I found a bunch of citations um, uh, of of single's work. So extremist anti-trans group transgender trend, in it's white paper quote implications of current transgender theory on children and young pe- people. Cite single, uh, he's s- cited in far right outlet the Western Journal. In a piece uh, on January 28, 2020, attacking Democrats for opposing a GOP transphobic uh, bill. uh, uh, Anti-trans so-called science journal, the New Atlantis, regularly cites single, including in their special report on sexuality and gender. A lawsuit from anonymous parents against the Madison Metropolitan School District, brought by right-wing law group, Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, and conservative advocacy organization, Alliance Defending Freedom, cites single to uh, defend... To affirm their case that the district's gender identity policy violates parents' rights, Wisconsin Institute again cited uh, in, in the letter, threatening to sue Kettle Moraine School District for their gender policies. A suit brought by three Christian healthcare providers challenging obsolete ACA regulation, including gender identity and sex discrimination, cites singles' work to affirm their case. In this one specifically, um, the, like the regulation is obsolete, but they're trying to uh, set up precedent. Just want to just, just want to let everyone know, like that's why they're doing that. Um, there is, a, in a case before the Supreme Court where a funeral home fired a woman for being trans, an, an amicus brief uh, filed by far-right lawyers Walter Weber and Thomas Monahan, arguing, among other things, that transgender is an unworkable concept, cited singles work, and in an amicus brief supporting Arkansas's law barring anyone under 18 from receiving gender-affirming health care, uh, 18 states, including Texas, cited singles work as a, quote, authority on the need for a scientific debate on the rights of trans people. So we can definitely see, you know, those are just a couple of examples, that there is a record here um, mm-hmm. of of the work being used. And I think that at a certain point, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, like there's no more plausible deniability. If he didn't agree with this stuff, uh, you know, he would, he would take action to stop it from, you know, from uh, – I mean like he would present himself in a way that would make him not somebody to be cited but he doesn't do mm-hmm. that. So I I'm just I like I know I I haven't told you or shown you that before but I'm I'm interested in your reactions to that kind of, you know that list there.
1: Yeah, I mean I I I'm not surprised at all. Like uh I think um again, I'm not sure what his intent is and, and frankly on some level I don't care what his intent is. Um but That's sort of what reporting, quote unquote, reporting like his does. Um, I think I go into how his second article um, does a lot of laundering of, of very far right wing hate group talking points like he was in consultation, according to that hate group with them on the story that he was, he was reporting on, you know, when children say they're trans. Um, And yeah.
0: Can you you talk a little bit about what that group is just to
1: kind of explain who they are? Fourth wave now is a gender critical um, mean turf website uh, for concerned parents who do not want their children to be trans. Um, And uh, it's also uh, attracted um, specifically the population of detransitioners who are detransitioners because they they converted to a radical um, gender critical quote unquote feminism. Um, I should say not all detransitioners are like that. Um, They don't represent the detransitioner community. Um, these are just specific, the transitioners who happen to have joined hate movements. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hate group. It's, it's been cited by, um, or not cited by, it's been mentioned in, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center's Hate Watch before, um. As sort of a group to watch, um, and, and, they, and, they, and,
0: and and they're the ones that he went to, right? It, like, like yeah. I, mean, I, I think I think what you cite, like, sh- doesn't it show that he was like basically taking direction from them?
1: Yeah, he was at least in contact with them. Um, he, uh, they say that that they were very disappointed that he decided to not uh, cite their their blog. Um, when he he'd previously uh done so in earlier drafts so they were at least aware of earlier drafts like i'm a you know i'm a writer you're a writer i don't give my sources my drafts <laughs> right
0: right like my god
1: uh they they claim that um he went to them to get subjects and and uh, i think it's pretty well documented that that um that at least the detransitioners that he talked to were were active. Their their families were active on in anti trans circles. Um, they they say that that the families he talked to were fourth wave now families. It um, he he denies some of this, but he should take that up with them. He's not attacking fourth wave now and saying this this is slander. This is awful that this hate group claims this he just pretends that his critics are wag jobs it's like well i'm not the one who made this up if it's made up
0: <laughs> yeah there's like there's like a whole, yeah there's like a whole bunch of like kind of dissembling and trying to muddy the waters you know kind of just throw up as much confusion as you possibly can mm-hmm. uh just in in order to you know, distract from from the actual like substantive critiques of, of, Absolutely. of what's going on um, yeah,
1: and, yeah and and i do want to to mention that fourth wave now is also the the originators like an, an article from them uh is where um the term social contagion was first applied to trans people um There isn't really, um, there's been some research done by Julia, um, what is her last name? Serrano, Julia Serrano, um, that the earliest mention she can find of it as it applies to trans people was on 4th Wave Now. And then they started writing articles about it. And then eventually a researcher, uh, Lisa Littman, came to 4th Wave Now. Um, and said, hey, I want to do a study that is a survey of parents where I want to validate the existence of social contagion. And she she changed the name a little bit to um, Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria. She said, I want to see if Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria exists, and I'm going to ask these specific parents about it. So there was sort of this Concerted effort to launder fourth wave now talking points by this scientist and then this journalist at about the same time, and then they they both ended up getting cited in more by by um, by legislatures by um, people doing lawsuits. Um, by by other hate groups to say, see, here's this legitimate source. Here's this study that say what we say exists exists. When what it is is, it's just, it's basically like a backdoor way of citing yourself. Um, yeah. It's 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 definitely manufactured consent, and and I kind of want to be careful because. It can sound like I'm, I'm talking about like there's this conspiracy and he's confu- he's he's accused people of saying there's this conspiratorial thinking. But the, the thing about social movements like this, like hate groups, is no one person has to be behind the scenes, you know, rubbing their hands together like a like a Bond villain. It's the movement of several people Who have this goal and who end up working together toward it
0: yeah yeah i think that i mean if you in 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 my experience kind of looking into this um i've certainly found that as you know you start to unpeel like all of these different groups so uh you know there's there's the family uh, uh family policy alliance is one um Family Research Council is another um, and these groups you know what they do is and, and the reason that um, you know they they kind of got onto my radar is that like I think about a year ago um, when when a lot of these bills were popping up in state legislatures um, I just kind of mass emailed all of these different state state lawmakers in the different states who were who were presenting them and um, a couple of them, you know, uh, got back to me and just, you know, kind of referred me to these two groups, Family Policy Alliance and the Family Research Council, that they were providing the research and the information that they we're going off of. And, um, uh, you know, I've, I've found, um, i found a lot of like citations that kind, of, and it's like the, like what you were talking about. And I remember. Um, uh, this is, like, a long time ago, but I remember uh, uh, this lecture that I was at where they were, uh, the guy, and this was talking about, like, anti vax conspiracies and stuff, but he was saying that, like, you know, if you look at their citations, they always cite back to the same people who are saying the same things, and they're citing back to each other, and it's just this big, like, like loop. There's no actual, like, scientific uh, or or, like, any kind of, like, peer-reviewed research behind it it's just Mm -hmm. these endless academic papers that haven't been peer reviewed or published really like on any like
2: you know
0: credible um uh site or 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 outlet or or uh, institution but that they just kind of go around in this you know the Ouroboros kind of circle always chasing chasing their tail but that's not really the point like you're saying like the point is uh to present this as if it is an academic as if it is a real serious um, position to be taken. And the thing is that, that I mean that that is so when I bring up like all of these uh, white papers and these uh, research papers and these, um, you know, these these anti-trans hate websites that are they present themselves as journals, and all of these lawsuits that are citing single is because he is a part of this now. like his article <laughs> is a part of it and they're always going to keep using it and i'm sure that you know if and and i'm you know I'm, I'm not 100% sure of this but i'm pretty sure of this that if you start digging into the citations of the citations in a lot of this stuff his stuff will start popping up um you know like like the um especially that 2018 article uh, i i assume the 2016 cut article that you mentioned as well i mean like there uh his work is being used by this movement uh in order for it to give this kind of uh, sheen of legitimacy to the attacks that it's making on, on trans people. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I,
1: I would add groups like, uh, there are some groups that are specifically pushing for, uh, conversion therapy, like GenSpec. I'd add groups like that, um, to the mix where, where, um, that there's, there's sort of a split between the radical feminists like J.K. Rowling, who basically think um, all trans people are, especially trans women, are, are sort of these, these monsters who are, are uh, well, I don't, I don't want to trigger warning, uh, who are raping the collective body of womanhood. Uh, and then people who are like, no, these are people who need therapy that I'm going to sell to them. <laughs> um, so you'll see people like Jen Specht and Dr. Uh, Erica Anderson, who's a psychologist uh, on the side of, no, this is a, f- I can provide these people therapy. And that's, that's a- another aspect to this, this hate movement. Uh, they're the ones uh that side the ones who are pushing therapy are the ones who pushed for um, outlawing it until age twenty five although that that also had some some origins on, on um, i think possibly fourth wave now as well, but it could be another one of those hate websites
0: yeah so um at the at the end of the article here um you basically make make the case that that single himself uh is a tra- uh, i think you you label him transphobic contrarian which i think is an accurate um an accurate way to put it uh and and you say that you know uh you, you list all of these all of these laws that that are in place and and you say you know um that you know they're gaining confidence and we have to put a stop to this here uh, to that end we must hold the media to account um, including single and, and 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 others how how do you propose that uh, we do that um, you know I mean I mean single is obviously you know a lightning rod because of you know his his serial dishonesty and the way that he is hyper abusive to towards his critics and you know he inspires a lot of anger but you know, like as you say, like this problem goes a lot deeper. I remember uh, there's an article. Um, I think I think the title is uh, "What the Fuck Is Jesse Singles Deal?" It's from Jess Bell, <laughs> um, uh, from I think 2018, right around the time that he that he wrote his Atlantic article. Um, and the in in it uh, the writer Heron Walker she talks about. The Journalist, which is this kind of well-known liberal uh, list uh, for journalists, this listserv, Google listserv, um, and uh, in it, um, you know, th- there are like quotes from Single and from other people that he's talking to uh, who who are somewhat sympathetic uh, to, to the arguments that he's making. I'm sure that not everybody is. I'm sure that there's a lot of arguments about this. Um, I, you know, I mean, S- Single's... Fixation on this stuff uh, I, is, is seen, uh, I, you know, I happen to know is, is seen as, as embarrassing by a lot of people, um, you know, n- not all of whom are, are going to, you know, go on record or, or accuse him directly of this. Um, but it has been, this has been going on uh, for a while. And uh, it, 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 he does seem to have some supporters who are not, like, open about their support because of, you know, the potential embarrassment. Um, so I guess the kind of what I'm getting at is how do you hold people accountable for this? How do you hold the media accountable for it? Like, like what, what, um, what strategies, uh, uh do you have in mind?
1: Well, some of these are, are going to be a little bit controversial because Jesse Singles, other stalking horse, cancel culture. He'd call some of this cancel culture because of course he does not want to face sort of consequences. Um, I think first of all we need to start kind of taking it. Uh we kinda have to start taking it to editors and being like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Why are you publishing this? What what is because Editors are kind of ultimately responsible for the quality of what's being said. And it's really unacceptable that they're releasing an article where, where they're basically just laundering hate group talking points. That's, that's a weird choice. Like, I think kind of undiscussed here is that there are, there are thousands of people who want to be writers in the world. And the fact that this one guy wants to be a writer, well, so what? <laughs> that doesn't make him an essential voice. Um, this Jesse Single is is a guy who has been a science writer. He doesn't have a science education. I've seen his analysis of of, of a recent study, and I was kind of shocked that he didn't seem to understand what the function of a control group is. He didn't seem to understand a lot of just basic stuff. We, we just need to start taking it to his editors, I think. And to the publications. And they have a lot of mechanisms to screen out angry people. Um, I think we need to build alternative platforms because th- these magazines, sure as shit, aren't contacting trans writers to write about this even though there are qualified trans writers like they're doing these profiles of, of like Dr. Erica Anderson Dr. Erica Anderson is a psychologist who got her degree from a seminary and who who's only been t- treating trans people for a very short period of time it is bizarre that she's getting puff pieces she she's out of step from with the current science um there's this weird agenda going on. So so we need to, to build power. We need to build um, platforms of our own. And we need to start sort of both pushing back narratively and we need to, to start um, advocating that these people not get platformed.
0: I mean, is, isn't there definitely an argument, I think, that um, given given all the errors that people have found, uh, with, you know, specifically singles work, um, the fact that, you know, as, as you detail, um, being in thrall of, uh, fourth wave now, when he's, you know, writing this article, um,
1: it should be, it should be retracted. It should be absolutely retracted. And it's embarrassing that they haven't.
0: Right. But, but I guess that like, I mean, why do you think that it hasn't? I mean, because like, you're right, that is thoroughly embarrassing. Um, it, it's, it's a complete embarrassment for, uh, for the Atlantic and for, you know, whoever worked on it. Uh, but yet, it, I mean, it's still there. It's still, it's, it, it's still, it's, it's still sitting out there and it's still being cited and used. So when you, when we talk about accountability, you know, what, what does that look like?
1: Um,
0: like, like in, 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 that respect, because I understand what you're saying about, you know, we need better standards, but, you know, ultimately, you have um, a publication that you know e- e- even even when it's you know given all of these examples of, uh, of of you know questionable ethical decisions and how the article was reported and um, you know issues in I- issues with you know the you know, just the basic facts in the article um, it's it's still up there and so it's hard to know like how how
1: like, I don't know, like, I can't, like, the the fact of the matter is I don't have a hell of a lot of power as an individual trans pe- person. And, and trans people across the board don't have a lot of power. Uh, as I say, to even talk about holding these people accountable, we have to start building it uh, politically. Um, tra- um. Which means you know making sure that that like accountability is is a necessary step on the way to the final end but it's like step 10 in the meantime the trans people i know are having trouble like is the the sad um yeah is is kind of the sad reality um and, and and like where where all of these puff pieces are out, they're not even they're not even publishing letters to the editor from trans people. Like, isn't that that isn't that fucking weird? Like, all of the the, the dissenting voices I had to get for for this were like freaking blogs of of scientists scientists blogs. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it does seem like it does seem like some voices are being I mean, I know that, you know, there's a big um, there's a big uh, kind of like like trope on the on the right where, you know, like uh, trans people and and their allies have, you know, the most power here. Um, But uh, and, 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 you know, like everybody else is being silenced, but honestly, uh, it's it's quite the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that that's, uh, quite a certain, I know that you only have like another minute or two and, and I'll take, I'll take callers right after, uh, right after you have to log off here. But, um, uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it is, it is difficult to, uh, kind of address this stuff and, mm-hmm. um, and to know, yeah. you know, and, and to know what the right, what the right steps to take are.
1: Yeah. I, I, um, I hope that, um, everybody, whether it's. Politically, whether it's at DSA or in their other communist organizations or in their anarchist organization, they need to make organizing for trans people um, and mutual aid for trans people come first. They need to make it part of their door knocking. They need to make it central to everything they do at this moment because we need it to be all hands on deck because it's not just single. The right wing is publishing one or two article on trans people per website per day. This, this is an emergency. And before we even think about holding the media accountable, which is a step, but it's a step further down the line, we need to start building power.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, MK, as, as we sign you off here, where, uh, where can people find your work? And uh, I, I already, I dropped your article into the chat so people can catch that. If you're listening uh, on the app, It'll be there if you are uh, if you listen to this on replay on Apple or on Spotify. Uh, just you know, just just go to the app or the website uh, for Colin and and the the link will be there. But uh, but where can people find find your work in general, and where can people follow you?
1: Um, I'm on social media at Qualia Q U A L I A Redux, uh, no space in there. Um, I'm on Twitter there. Uh, my Patreon is there if you'd like to support my writing. And um, I also have a YouTube channel, also at Qualia Redux. So uh, you can find me in all kinds of places.
0: Great. All right, MK. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And
1: thank uh, you for enjoy having me today. Right. You too. Bye.
0: All right. Um, so uh, Joshua, we'll take you. Go ahead.
3: Um. Just a uh, real quick. Um, One, I I identify as I identify, um, and uh, I don't really care who does or does not know it. Um, And from my perspective, these laws are embarrassing as a country. Uh, Honestly, I'd never heard of this guy before this call. Um, I don't really want to hear about him again. Uh, And, you know, I don't really see how this type of rhetoric is any different than supporting eugenics or genocide of a population, especially on a global basis, when you look at 1%, when you look at 1% of a population of 330 million, how that's not a genocide or supporting eugenics. Um, I know that this is inflammatory language. Um, The beauty of being a a citizen in a currently First Amendment first country is I can say what I wanna say, um, whether or not it's emotional. Um, and I just, you know, see this as a continuation of racist colonizer practices codified into laws in major states in our country. And, uh, you know, it is there. This is propaganda and they are manufacturing consent of an uneducated population. And it is not going to go away, is my opinion. Um and yeah. how much of this it, it's, is it's
0: certainly it's certainly been referred uh, to genocide uh, before. Um, uh, so you, you're not the first person to make that uh, to to use that language. Go ahead.
3: All right. So and, and, you know, if 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 this is inciting violence, which it is, as we saw on January 6th, how even if you're just a delusional, you know, wannabe despot, you can, you know, foment a pretend revolution. Um, that gets too far um, because you cry um, an emergency within a theater. Uh, when there is no emergency, you've lost an election that was as secure as it can be when a majority of the population doesn't give a shit and isn't voting. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think if we don't start addressing these, we are slipping back into 1936. Um, <laughs> And I don't know how that's good for anybody, Uh, uh, and especially not the planet. And by the way, I'm an independent voter. Neither of these parties represented me. And neither of these uh, uh, presidents, I don't believe in either one of them. And I don't know when I last believed in a president that isn't actually, on a global basis, some type of war criminal from the ICC's perspective.
0: For sure. Well, thank, thanks. Thanks. You know, I think that um, I think that those I mean, those those are uh, those are good points. I think that, um, you know, how how this stuff is 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 leading to to violence and leading to, um, you know, legislative attacks on trans people is is a very real consequence. Um, and it's one that needs to be uh at, at the very least you know understood and 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 realized um i'm 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 not uh super comfortable with calling for speech to get shut down, but I certainly agree with what uh with what like m k was saying about how it you know it's very important that um that things are put into context, especially uh you know when when people have large platforms and are given large platforms to make these arguments it's important that that the, that the arguments themselves are actually true. Um, and that, you know, that there's like some level of, uh, of, of editorial, uh, yeah, rigor put toward them. And I don't think that that's what we've seen, especially not with singles work. Uh, Zoe, go ahead.
4: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't have a lot to say just that, um, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, um, I've heard of Chrissy Single. I haven't even read any of his articles, so I'm not an expert on him, um, or on trans issues, so I don't claim to be. But I really think that this kind of rhetoric that this author is pushing, and especially that this last caller was pushing, mm-hmm is far more damaging to society than anything this Jesse single guy is saying most likely, because it sounds to me like this Jesse single guy is, (laughs) is pushing out articles that are trying to explore the uh, medical interventions and (laughs) medical strategies with trans people I'm sorry, around um, around, I don't know what you call it, trans uh, transitioning, uh, gender dysphoria, any of those topics. And, you know, I'm not saying that he I don't know if he knows what he's talking about or not. And maybe he is misinformed um, or maybe he is just putting out some uh, giving voice to some concerns or some questions or to some voices that are feel like they are being marginalized because their voices aren't being heard in terms of this whole uh, trans discussion or at least at one point felt their voice being heard or perhaps were the minority and it doesn't mean that they're right but i don't think that coming out and saying that exploring these options i mean you were right in saying that guess, we need guess, to guess, be if, if, careful when we cancel yeah. people yeah, well, and i think that that's well, I, really I, my I, biggest I objection know. Okay, well, cancelling isn't I, right. You said free speech. You, you said... Okay, well, yeah, I said, I said you not, seem yeah, to express... Okay,
0: so, like, question, though, like, my
4: point is we, basically we, that my problem so is when okay, she starts on, saying on, that we want to hold on, hold on, skim hold on, hold on, off of platforms, stop publishing so, and stuff. Um,
0: so, as, as I was saying, um, what I'm interested in here is, and it seems that you kind of just skipped over it... Um, you're saying that uh, that the rhetoric uh, that that MK was using uh, is more dangerous uh, than you know the writing of single although although you also say that you're not familiar with it um, but let's 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 assume that that uh, uh, that, that your familiarity is, is is what you're talking about here um, and what we've been talking about how you know how this writing how this work can be utilized uh, by uh by state legislators uh who are you know uh, banning transition and uh, you know banning even social transition and marginalizing these communities even further um i guess what i'm curious is uh, what about the rhetoric that you heard uh approach that in any way as as far as danger can, can you like specifically talk about what the what what uh what mk said that was specifically dangerous
4: no, no, I never said that what she was saying was dangerous. Um, the last caller, what he said was dangerous. I don't like what she said. Um, I don't like, I don't, I didn't about, like what she said.
0: What he said. Well, no, that's
4: fine. But what is oh. about, yeah. What, oh, right, yes. Well, um, well, some of my... I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I don't remember if I... Okay, well, yeah, what's, well, what's, what's just, um, well, I mean, it's just... I mean maybe dangerous isn't the right word but it's wrong it's hateful rhetoric it's it's it isn't it's not just inflammatory it's absurd to villainize other people who just are having an ideological disagreement over something, and to claim that they're equivalent to Nazis. I mean, we're not talking, look, I mean, maybe he was talking, maybe he was, can I clarify that? Maybe he was talking specifically about the legislatures that are pushing laws, and in that case, I still think he's a little over the top to go, I still think he's definitely over the top to go as far as saying, like, this is Nazism. I think it's okay to say, this is, you know, this is wrong, we should push back against It, if that's how he feels. I think you said
0: specifically genocide, not specifically Nazism. I think that is a a distinction that is important.
4: Well, he said 1936, which is really close to saying Nazism, right?
0: right? Fair enough, fair enough.
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. So so it's yeah, I mean, this this kind of rhetoric is 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 so inflammatory. This is what causes tribalism. This is what causes polarization. You know, you're pushing people, you're making people feel like there's no room to have any ideological disagreements
0: yeah do you think do you
4: think and no I don't, don't believe in first, book burning uh, that, book that burnings are bad violence. book bannings are bad just to comment on Jane's uh, topic I yeah. know book bannings are bad like get rid of that censorship that's nonsense yeah
0: yeah okay all right well uh I
4: mean my mouth is a so great so book me. right I mean yeah. this is an important
0: yeah. sure okay well yeah so so yeah so that is uh that's an interesting perspective I'm not sure I'm not sure that I agree uh that um that uh, uh, calling this stuff genocide, whether or not that's fair or not, um, is 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 worse than uh, than the rhetoric inspiring violence. But um, but uh, 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 thanks for your uh, thanks for your call, uh, Johnny. Go ahead.
2: Okay, thanks for taking my call. So, if I gather uh, the information right, I also haven't heard of Jesse Single but from what I'm hearing, I missed the first part of your conversation. From what I'm hearing is that he's writing articles that are really inflammatory, really uh, going against, you know, uh, this idea that transgender people have a right to speak and have a right to certain things in society. Am I right there? Am I following this right? Uh,
0: no, it's it's that it's that his work has kind of inspired this uh, counter reaction from the right. Uh, and 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 kind of given this kind of uh, like veneer of of um, respectability uh, toward these anti-trans laws and and this uh, you know this this uh, like these attacks on trans people. This is and that, that that's I, I don't know if you caught when I was kind of listing all of the uh, lawsuits and white papers and stuff. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, in defense of the previous caller, uh, with this uh, last was uh, arguing and uh, having a hard time with his uh, reference to the 1930s and whatnot. You know what I see, honestly, is um, fascism. You know, I see a state, or rather corporations, oligarchs, and neoliberals who have captured the state and using the worst of hu- the human condition, right, uh, and using it to their advantage. So, uh, and it's kind, of, it's kind of really hard and complicated for me because... You know, on the one hand, we say, you know, we should have free speech, right? And we should be able to write what we want to write, okay? And uh, as long as it's not inciting violence, right? Uh, and, um, and and what we find happening is social engineering, where those in power uh, elect editors. I think that was MK's uh, argument, right? We need to go after the editor, right, and hold him accountable. Well, the editor is getting paid by uh, an ideologue, and that ideologue says something about the right uh, of corporations to make profit over the well-being of uh, a society. So if I'm following the argument right, and I don't want to get off topic here, right, uh, but my overall idea, my overall understanding of this is that contrary to the previous caller, I think that it is polarization is good today simply because we have to either decide – we're, we're going to be a neoliberal, which is fascist, which says it's okay to make profit because that is the underlying ideology that controls everything, everything, absolutely everything yeah. in our community. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that perspective. Um, certainly. Certainly, an interesting uh, way of of looking at it. Um, uh, Joshua, I think, wants to jump back on, and uh, if you could just keep it to like 30 seconds, just because I'm about to wrap up here, uh, but uh, I, I, I know there's a lot to respond to, but if you could just kind of keep it to just maybe a, a bullet point or two.
3: Yeah, well, I maybe three to five. Anyway, uh, point being, I believe this is up to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court has pretty much been sleeping on the job since you know, industrialization or colonization. Anyway... Um, So they would be the editor of these types of things eventually. I agree with the last caller, but the merger of corporations and the state is called fascism, which that was what Mussolini described it. Um, And just finally, for everybody's sake. The anti-vax stuff and all the vaccine stuff, it's a horrible new third rail. Um, we gotta let go of it. It's like a religion and I just think we should just let people decide their health for themselves in my personal humble opinion. Thanks for the time today.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for that, Joshua. And uh, you know, we, we've certainly talked about uh, vaccine, anti-vax conspiracies on the show uh, quite a bit. You, know, you can catch a lot of those on replay. Um, as well as uh, we've also talked about Flat Earthers um, and uh, some of the characters who we've uh, talked about today, including uh, Mr. Greenwald. Um, well, thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us. Uh, thanks so much uh, to Joshua, uh, Zoe, and Johnny uh, for calling in. Thank you, MK, so, so much for, uh, for talking to us about your great article. Um, if you are listening to this on replay on the app, uh, please make sure to subscribe to the show so that you can get notified when we go live if you're listening on uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify oh uh, please rate us and follow us so that you can stay uh, you know up to date with what we're doing um, and and we'll uh, we'll see you next uh, or later on this week thanks everybody and we'll talk to you soon